0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind.
1: Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it.
0: What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Poppy. How are you feeling today? You know, not too bad. I, I dude, I, I slept
1: for a while today. You did? I called you a little after two o'clock, and you were you were sleepy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, like like I set an alarm for like twelve thirty, but um, dude slept right through it. One forty five. Text uh text my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, I'm finally fucking awake. She's like, it's about goddamn time. You were just you know. You were unlimited. That's enough. We're not talking about him today. <laughs> He's not. He is not the topic of conversation today. You don't want to talk about Russell Wilson today? Being unlimited, doing his fucking high knees on the goddamn plane. Doing his high knees on the plane. No, I don't want to talk about him,
1: Mister Unlimited. He's an idiot. I still can't believe he did that. My man's. My man's has somehow become public enemy number one, and I really like. I don't. I don't know. W- what happened he always has been dude he's not always been public enemy number one fool he has he has recently become public enemy number one always no yeah no no no. it's it started with the broncos country Mm -hmm. let's ride thing
0: well that was just funny. that kicked it off that was just funny that was all that
1: was really funny holy crap Holy crap, was that funny? Then he then he did the subway commercials. Now he's putting out videos of him yeah. saying that his alter ego is Mr. Unlimited. Then he's doing high knees on the plane. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, I don't um I don't know. But uh you know Halloween weekend coming up. Monday's Halloween, today's Friday. And some Halloween parties over the weekend, some 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 spooky activities to do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm starting. I'm starting off my Halloween,
0: my pre-Halloween weekend with number one, a Ravens win.
1: Yeah, that was huge. Number, that
0: was number one. A Ravens win. We'll start, we'll talk about that here in a minute. That was clutch for the program. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that that definitely helps, helps the calls. Um,
2: but tonight I'm gonna go see that new racist ass rock movie. Interesting.
1: It's called Black Adam. I don't know much about it. I can't, I can't speak on it one way or another. I'm sorry. Neither do I, but, like, why
2: does he have to be Black Adam? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I have no idea. Hold on a real note, I'm joking. I'm
0: actually very excited to see the movie, movie tonight. Um, it looks good from the trailers. Yeah. Um, I mean, seeing The Rock as a superhero, honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't done a movie like that before now. That's fair. Yeah. Um, just cause he's such a huge box office guy. I'm just surprised he's never done one yet. Yeah.
2: Um, so that'll be very exciting. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow I got a pretty packed day. I'm not going to lie. Um,
0: I have to, well not have to, I am going with, going with Steph to, take her friends kids with
2: her with her friend uh to do um trick or treating at like the little area they work in
1: yep i just saw a really messed up tweet and it's it, it's are you allowed to repeat it <sighs> Giselle now joins Eli Manning and Nick Foles as the only three people to take a ring from Tom Brady That's sick That's a messed up tweet That's funny Jeff Flacco has too yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really messed up. That tweet. is funny. It's kind of funny, though. <laughs> it's the dark, like the dark humor in me. Really, really finds that funny. It's super messed up.
0: Uh, But then I have another Halloween party tomorrow night that I'm excited for.
2: And then Sunday football.
1: That's fair. This tweet says that Lee Evans' game is easier to swallow now that the Ravens have ended Tom Brady's family.
2: Twitter is ruthless. Twitter's undefeated, man. Twitter is undefeated. But anyway, this weekend. You
1: doing what? Uh tomorrow. Well, actually tonight, uh, I think I'm gonna leave here. I'm gonna stop by my dad's house and go pick up uh go pick up the package of uh some mystery autograph signed jerseys. From Pristine Auctions. Pristine Auctions sponsor us. Sponsor us. Uh <sighs> hell of a website. You guys like literally just some, just some dope memorabilia on there. Cards, um, signed jerseys, signed helmets. You can get signed baseballs, signed baseball bats. You can get a, you can legitimately get a signed pylon from the NFL. We're not, we're not being paid to say to say this. We are though. not getting paid to say this. I've, I've spent more money than I probably should have on that website. It
0: is, it like, it, it, it's it, addicting. It, it is, it is a pretty dope website. I mean, I like they have like a whole ass app that you can have on your phone and shit. I had to delete it because it gets, it gets just like way too enticing. It
1: does. I've probably spent. I've honestly probably spent too much money on that on that place.
0: Yeah. So I I'll ha- probably have to
1: delete it as well.
2: So I had to delete it. Um. Digging something new for the man cave here. Got a hel- I, I
0: went to um went to that went to another sports expo in Virginia, met Ray Lewis there. Got on the sign of helmet. that was pretty cool. Um. I think I'm going to just slowly add more and more signatures to it. Yeah. That one and the black one up top that I have. I have a like a. Like a normal Ravens one that I've had for a while. This one's kind of like a. It's like a it's like a metallic purple. It's really cool. Is he bigger in person, Ray Lewis?
1: Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like you see him on like TV and like you you know remember watching him on the field and everything, and like you could tell like he's a big guy, right? But like, so this is the thing.
0: So like so like they're sitting, of course, when you're when you're when they're doing their thing. So, um. So like. When you walk up to him, you're like, okay, it's just Ray Lewis, like nothing crazy. But like, I'm like, hey Ray, how you doing? And he sh- he like sh- like reached his hand out to shake mine. Yeah. And his hands like fucking massive. Yeah.
1: Strong All- as hell too, wasn't it? That was a
0: firm handshake, wasn't it? It was a very firm handshake. Yeah. Like, I, like I had to make sure that I came correct. Yeah. And he did too. Match the energy. Yeah. 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 All right. Um. So yeah, uh, Ray Ray Lewis is a very very big human being. He
1: looks like he's still in shape. He uh, made an appearance at that Ravens game um, when Nelly was performing. He he popped out and did his little little squirrel dance.
0: I even told him like I'm like I'm like I'm like Ray like it was like it was great it was great to, great to see you there. He really fired really fired up the crowd when he came out during yeah. the Nelly performance. He just laughed. Um, but yeah he yeah he's a he's a very big human being. Um, see like it's cool. So like. Like the way the way that shit is set up when they do like the, when they do the signings there, it's just in the back half of the con- or like a side room at the convention center. is It's a massive fucking room. Um, like in like in total, yeah. Like, like the like, it's probably from the house in the end of the corner, the, ha- the house right here at the end, to the yep. house right here on the end. Oh wow, it's a, it's like it's, it's like that long. It's like it's it's a very big area. And what they do is they have like a photo op area set up. And then it's just table, 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 table. So they have like 10 tables set up. And they have like five people signing at a time. So like when I was there waiting in line, they had Hakeem Olajuwon signing. That's sick. He's fucking massive. Well, yeah. How tall is he? He's 6'11",
1: six eleven, seven foot tall. I was going to say, he's like what, 7'1", but 6'11", 7 foot. He is huge. He probably was like 7'1 back in the day. He's probably shrunk a little bit. He's still 6'11".
0: He's massive. Uh, Clad Drexler. He's he's like he's tall as hell. Oh, the, the Glide was there. Yeah, Clad. Yeah, Clyde The Glide was there. Um,
2: right next to Ray Lewis was um, Hulkam Horns, Vince Young. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh,
0: so that was cool to see Vince Young. Um, they had some they had some units out there, huh? right next signing right next to Ray Lewis was Mariano Rivera. Oh, dude. Two tables down was Heinz Ward. Yeah, and then right next to Heinz Ward was Jonathan Ogden. That's tough. Yeah. So I mean, like, like it's a, it's a weird time of year. There, I've i I've, I've been to enough at this point, and I know like the I know the rundown. It's a weird time of year where baseball, basketball, football, and hockey are all playing.
1: Yeah. This is so, I mean, so, this is a sports fan's dream. So
0: so it's like it's like it's like tough to get like current players. Yeah, so like the only two current players that are actively playing that they had were Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin.
1: And that's because they're from the area.
0: Right, exactly. Okay. It, so so it, so it makes it easier. And another one that they, that they did have, that was the night before, was Ovi.
1: Oh, that would have been sick. With Alexander Ovechkin, yeah. Yeah, that would have been sick as hell to get that.
0: Um but yeah, so so it's 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 pretty cool. If you're if you're a sports memorabilia person, Chantilly, Virginia, hit me up. I'll tell you when the next one is. You can go onto the website and figure it out. It's CSA dot com. Again, we're not being paid to say this, but it's a cool like it's like it's, it's like a cool atmosphere to go into. Um like I just walked in with my fucking book bag and I was like selling like selling some of the sports cards that I have. Yeah. Like
1: what'd you end up getting for that Jalen Hurts card? Did you end up selling it?
2: Yeah, I sold that. A Micah Parsons autographed rookie. A JK Dobbins the a Jersey thing, right? Patch auto to ten when he was at Ohio State. And what else did I get rid of? I one more thing.
0: I forget what it was. I sold four. I sold four cards. I want to say for around four hundred bucks.
1: Damn, that's not bad at all. Yeah, the Jalen Hurts I got like two forty-four alone. Shoo. Yeah, that's only going to go for higher when he potentially wins
0: MVP this season. <laughs> right. Right, and I mean like that's like the values of like sports cards and not so much remember Bailey cuz that that stuff kind of like stays consistent yeah. but like for sports cards that's like like what are you doing for me now what's the, yeah yeah
1: it's it's all about relevancy
0: right and like 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 if you're if you're a quarterback you're instantly worth more
2: uh-huh um wide receivers and fucking running backs and shit like that oh yeah that's like that's like are you having a big game
0: what have you been doing for me lately so like a guy like J.K. Dobbins, who's like a who's like a borderline star in the league when he is playing, his prices have fallen off. But a guy who's had two great games like Kenneth Walker, who's only getting better by the way, the market is shooting up. It's shooting up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. A, that's that's not what I'm here to talk. What I'm here to talk about, but
1: but yeah, that is um that is that that's awesome. So yeah, later tonight might be stopping by dad's house to go grab those jerseys. Yeah, wrap it all back in. Uh tomorrow, um I don't think Sarah and I have a ton planned um other than doing this uh this corn maze in um up in Pennsylvania. Uh we are gonna do that. It's like a glow uh like glow in the dark, trick or treat, corn maze thing. That you're gonna do in the middle of the day, right? Probably. <laughs> um I don't know. Maybe it might do it later at night. I yeah. guess it depends on the weather. Like if it's gonna be like cold tomorrow night, yeah. then then probably we'll not do it tomorrow night. Um and then Sunday uh, meal prepping. I, I've I've gotta I've gotta get back on that. There jump. you go. I've that's, gotta get back on the wave, dude. That's
0: that's something that I gotta start doing too. I just I haven't been I haven't been doing it enough. I it's gotta, a, it's I amazing
1: gotta, when you actually do it. Try, like I, I like it is. It's great. It sucks like because it takes up a few hours to actually do it, and then like all the dishes and everything afterwards. Right. But believe me, like during the week, it's so great. Like the meals that you're eating, like actually energize you.
0: Yeah, that's something that that's something that me and Steph have been talking about doing for a while, and that we haven't done and we haven't done
1: it yet. But I think we're gonna start getting we're gonna start getting into it. Yeah, and it's so easy. Like, legitimately, all you have to do, super super easy, is just go buy chicken, rice, and mixed vegetables. What if I don't want chicken? Dude, you don't have to get chicken, <laughs> but that's just the easiest of all of of them all. Because yeah. you can you can make chicken so many different ways, right? Like you can season yeah. it different. You can have barbecue sauce. You can make it like a spicy chicken, like a buffalo chicken. You can like whatever. It's just it's just so easy.
0: Yeah, and I mean like for me working overnight, like it's definitely a pain in the ass too. Um, with having to um,
2: like either make the decision of okay, do I just want to pack a lunch or sleep and not bring anything? Yeah,
1: and I choose sleeping and not eating anything. Yeah, and then, well, I mean, luckily, you working in Westminster, Um, there's a little bit more opened later at night. Um, well, I mean, I'm going to work at 10 o'clock. Yeah. What I'm saying, like, when it's time to actually eat something, like, later on. Yeah, very true. There's a little bit more options. Um, Yeah, I mean, it did. That's that's going to be Sunday. It's going to be meal prepping. Um, there you go. Which is huge for the program. Helps the calls. Yeah, it also helps when you don't have to watch the Ravens, too. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, they didn't make it easy to watch them last night in the first half. Well, you, well, they never do. Well, no. Recently, it's been okay to watch in the first half. We played pretty decent football in the first half. It's in the fourth quarter we can't seem to do it right. Last night they did it right in the fourth quarter, but God bless, was that first quarter or that first half tough to watch?
0: Yeah. So, so last night, last night with the Ravens game, of course they won twenty seven to twenty two. Um, for those of you that ended up missing it because it was on Thursday night. And it was on Amazon. I hate that they're streaming this on Amazon now. See, what I don't like is that they're streaming it on Amazon and Amazon only. For me, for for me, it's not too bad because I actually have Amazon Prime, so yeah, I have so, Amazon it's, Prime. so it's okay. It doesn't really it doesn't really affect me that much. Um, but yeah, it it is annoying that even though we are in the fucking market for the Ravens, we can't get it on our, on our local channel. That uh, that
1: does bother me a little bit. And it's also annoying because I was watching the game, and I was texting Reno, and I was texting TJ about the game. Those two were ahead of me. Yeah, that's annoying. Because they're streaming. Like, everybody's streaming it, but, like, they're ahead of me, and I'm not. Like, I'm behind. Normally, it's like you watch... How are you, how are you watching it then? I have Amazon Prime. But if you weren't streaming, how are you doing? No, 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 I, I was. I was streaming it through Amazon Prime, too. But then what were they doing that was different? Uh, nothing. They were just ahead of me. That makes no sense. Like Rena was legitimately like eight or nine seconds ahead of me. Yeah, that makes no sense. And TJ was ahead of me too. He's like, like I'd get the I'd get the message. He's like, that might be the best throw I've ever seen Lamar Jackson make. And I'm like, well, they're still in the huddle, so
0: thanks. Don't, yeah, don't
1: tell me anymore, jackass. But and it's not his fault, right. right? But like that's another thing. I just hate it. Like I hate, um, I hate that they were ahead of me. Also, I don't know what's been going on. So, um, I've been getting notifications from ESPN's fantasy. Mm-hmm. like app um that'll be like uh like let's say i think it was uh the eagles and the in the and the cowboys uh sunday night football game is when i noticed it i'd get a notification that's cd lamb's in the red zone and i'm i'm watching it live on on television like i'm not streaming it i'm watching it live on television yeah and it, they're not even in the red zone yet they haven't run the play yet then they run the play and then it's like you know Ezekiel Elliott runs it to the 18 yard line. Well, now CD Lamb's in the red zone, and I'm like, I'm getting these notifications through the app before it's even happening on live TV. Yeah, I'm like, dude, okay, I don't know. So I don't know what's going on there. They got to fix their shit. Yeah, I couldn't, I uh, couldn't tell you their partner. Uh, but to wrap it back around to, to the Ravens game, bring bring a full circle back around. Yeah, dude, they were they just were not playing Ravens football in the first half of that game. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I think threw the ball 32 times in the first half. Lamar Jackson should throw the ball 32 times maybe in an entire game. Not the first half. I'm pulling up the box for now. Um, I don't know if it'll, it'll break it down by half, but uh, also, <clears throat> that, dude, that tweet about... um, <laughs> Hold on. Um, this is so funny. Scientists at Princeton University have reconstructed a 3D model of how Adam, the first human created by God, might have looked. Look just like Vin Diesel. I'm sorry, that's just so funny. I, I just saw that on my on my phone. I had to talk about it. Um, so one
0: thing about so one thing about the Ravens came from last night. Um, the um, so so Lamar Lamar finished with 38 passes total. That's what I'm saying. I think he threw
1: it like 30 he to threw, 32 he threw, times. He
0: threw 31 times in the first half. He threw it seven times in the second half. So the second half is really when the running game really ramped up. Um. Which you know it's crazy. So so this this Tampa Bay defense got absolutely gashed the week before by pa- by the Panthers of all teams running the ball. Yeah. So you would think like okay we're one of the better, not even one of the better. I think we're the best running team in all of football. We have a top three rushing offense in the league. Yeah. I like like maybe like maybe like maybe our effect our efficiency isn't as high because we do it so often. But I mean la- like last night for example here, I mean here were the rushing stats we had five drink- five different players carry the ball. Gus Edwards carried it 11 times for 65 yards. Kenan Drake, seven times for 60. Lamar had nine carries for 43. Devin Duvernay had two carries for 33. And Justice Hill had four carries for 28 yards. We averaged seven yards a carry. We averaged seven yards a carry. The shortest, like, like, all of the, like all five of those guys had a run that was over 10 yards. Yep. So why, don't, why, why weren't we running the ball from the jump?
1: That I don't know. Makes you wonder. but Yeah, I mean, dude, like the Ravens, they made it tough to watch last night. Um, I think I saw something that said Harbaugh came out and said, like, that was the plan all along, was to try to throw the ball heavy in the first half. Spread the defense out. Like, we knew their secondary was hurt, which, granted, the Buccaneers were missing two-thirds of their starting secondary. Like, they were missing four out of six of their starting secondary. So, like, I understand you wanting to attack that, and that's fine. That makes perfect sense. Attack the weakness of the other team. Why wouldn't you? Why would you attack their strength? That doesn't make a ton of sense unless you're trying to assert dominance, which, <laughs> at that point, that's kind of cool. But, like, like I said, two-thirds of their starting secondary was out. So, like, yeah, yeah. I understand you want to pass the ball, but you can still do it effectively and methodically. You don't just have yeah. to sling the piss out of it with Lamar Jackson, who, look, I love Lamar Jackson. I love my Ravens, but, like, that's not his game, Mm-mm. Like, uh, you can still, like, we've seen Lamar Jackson throw five touchdowns in a game. We know that he can throw the ball well, but just not 32 times and a half.
0: Yeah, see, see the thing is, the, the thing with Lamar Jackson is he's not, he, he's not the kind of guy who throws the ball a lot. He's the guy who throws the ball efficiently. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is best when he fit. So last night, Lamar Jackson went 27 to 38 with 238 yards and two touchdowns. Nine carries for 43 yards. That's a Lamar Jackson type game. Yeah. It, it, just, it just so happened that he attempted 31 of those
1: passes in the first half. Yeah, and he only attempted, what, seven in the second half? He was seven for seven in the, in the second half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the efficient numbers that we expect from Lamar.
0: And, I mean, like, like John Harbaugh coming out and saying, like, okay, that, this was the plan all along. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I kind of I do buy into that. I do too, yeah. Because because your whole thing is like, okay, look, a team that is worse than us ran all over this defense last week. Okay, that's all good and fine, and I understand that. That's not a problem. They're missing half their secondary. Let's see what we can do passing-wise against
2: this secondary. Because what if some of those plays turn into touchdowns? Yep. Let's say Lamar throws two
0: touchdowns in the first half. And then we continue to run the ball as, effective, as effectively as we
1: did in the second half. This game wouldn't have been close. Yeah, it wouldn't have been close. I, like I said, I understand the game plan. But then, like, I mean, we were down 10-3 to 3 at half. And at that point, we had went for it on fourth down. We didn't convert. We could have kicked the field goal. We would have been fine. Justin Tucker had a 61-yard field goal blocked at that point, which, granted, it was blocked because it's a 61-yard field goal. So he's trying to kick the hell out of the ball. Yeah. And he's not getting the the trajectory that he needs to get it up over the line. It got blocked. It happens. Like when you, when you got to kick the ball 61 yards, that tends to happen. Um, so I was like, man, you know what? Like this is not Ravens football. So I turned the game off and I went and laid in bed. And uh, I eventually turned it back on because I had to work. I had to be up early this morning for work. Um, I turned it back on and we're like, we're actually playing Ravens football. Like we're yeah. running the ball, we're controlling the clock, we're wearing down the defense and then punching in at the end of the drive. And I'm like, where the hell was this for the last 30 minutes? Why have we not been doing this the whole time? You could see it on the defense's face. I mean, like, they're li- like I think they got, like, Carl Nassib now from. Um, he came over. I mean, dudes on the sideline literally, like. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> oh my God. all of them, all everybody on that Buccaneers defense was really gassed last night. Yeah, towards the end, because we were, like, once again, we were sustaining those six, seven minute drives that just. Beat the hell out of a defense, especially on a short week. Right, right. And I mean, like, like, like you would, like you would think a game like
0: that would play perfectly in, into the into what Tampa Bay wants to do. Plays perfectly into what they want to do. Tampa Bay is a very very has has a pretty effective run defense. That's because they got Vita Vea, who's just an absolute dog on the interior defensive yeah, he, line. He is he is a very big human being. Um, but you would you would think okay, this is like this is playing perfectly into into how the Buccaneers want to win this game. But we just kept pushing it down their throat and pushing it down their throat, and pushing it down their throat, that they couldn't do anything about it. See, you and this is another thing. You and I will. You and I are the first are the first two people, some of the first two people to say. I think there needs to be a change in the play calling on the offensive side of the ball. I've said this for a while. Yeah, and and I I really didn't I really didn't feel that. Feel strongly about it until until this season. You're 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 hopping onto the wave here. Yeah, ju- just because I mean the team is five and three. I said this to you earlier. I said this to you Sunday because you were fucking bitching and moaning after we beat uh, after we beat Cleveland, which we almost didn't. Well, we did, so it's okay now. We did, but we almost didn't. But we did, so it's okay. Um, I like I said to you. Like, I I said this to you verbatim. Winning cures all. I said, and I said this to you again today. It does in every sport. It, 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 exactly. It, it does in every single sport. Winning cures every single problem. That's why this really wasn't a big issue for me the past few seasons. Because, okay, the play calling may be a little suspect. But then again, we have Lamar Jackson. He's the best athlete on the field. He's making it work. And we're winning games because of it. But now with seeing the way that we've lost these games, where we've been up and then the offense falters, we can't sustain drives, and the defense is out there for too long, and we end up losing the game. Now I see that there needs
1: to be a change as far as, as, far as the play calling goes. My whole biggest thing was, ooh, Greg Roman is not capable, and he has to just not be capable, from my eyes. I don't think that Greg Roman is capable of putting together effective route combinations to scheme people open consistently.
0: And maybe you're right. But then, but then again, at the same time, you know, Greg Roman's whole M.O. is, okay, I have an athletic quarterback. It's, it's always been this way. I have an athletic quarterback who I can rely on to make plays when I need to. It happened when he, it happened when he was in, because uh, he was in Philly, too. Well, he was in uh, San Fran with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he was in San Fran with Colin Kaepernick. And I want to say he was in Philly when Michael Vick was there, too. I honestly couldn't I could tell be you. wrong about that and I pro- I probably am. But he but at bare minimum he was in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick when he was at the height of his power. Yeah. And the, and the offense revolved around Colin Kaepernick and it worked. Got him to a Super Bowl. Got got him to a Super Bowl was was within against the Ravens, was in a few, was was within a few plays of winning the game. Yeah. Um so, it, so it it worked for Colin Kaepernick, and it's working for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's obviously better than Colin Kaepernick ever ever has been or ever will be. Um, so it, like it helps the fact that you have that young athletic quarterback that can do everything by himself when the game calls upon it. But you know, if if you can't scheme, if you can't scheme people open, that then that's that's you know you have to rely on. Your playmakers doing it for you, right? Which this season we've done a better job at because not only do we have we we have we have a legitimate wide receiver one in Rashad Bateman, a lower end wide receiver one in my opinion, but it's still a legitimate wide receiver one. And then we also have Lamar's top target in Mark Andrews. So you have two guys who can consistently get open, including Devin Duvernay, who is who always has a knack for getting open. I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah likely had, had a hell of a game last night. He's a guy who can find his way into getting open as well, kind of coasting off of Mark Andrews' coattails, I think, just because so much attention is going to be coming to Mark Andrews that Isaiah likely will, will be able to get open. Same thing with Devin DuVernay. Um, and and, and even, even the Marcus Robinson, who had a hell of a game last
1: night too. Yeah, Isaiah Lickley and Demarcus Robinson definitely had good games last night. My whole thing is, <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, I like the guys that we have on our team. But let's just be honest. We don't have a team full of Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and like Cooper Cup, who are some of the best route runners in the game that consistently get open. Yeah no matter no matter no matter who's on them, no matter what the route is, no matter what the situation is. Like those those three guys, they get open. Let's just be honest. We don't have that luxury. Right? So to some degree... But like, see,
0: I, but see I, I disagree with you. I th- I think we do. Maybe not from a route running perspective, but we have a very, very intelligent tight end. Yes, we do. Who, who, who watches tape, who knows
1: what's going on, and he finds those soft spots in the zone to get open it. That's great. We got the one tight end, but we still need some production out of the wide receivers. So how do you get that? You understand that you don't have a team full of Stephon Diggs or Justin Jeffersons or Devontae Adams who are gifted enough at the line of scrimmage um that have great releases that have amazing route running capability that have that that thing that makes them a top wide receiver the Tyreek Hills you know everybody like that so what do you do you got to scheme them open a little bit right yeah. you got to make make their job easier do your job and make their job easier because when you do your job and you make their job easier you make Lamar Jackson's job easier which makes the offensive lines job easier which ultimately Keeps your job,
0: your job, <laughs> right? Well, see, I th- I think another issue that the Ravens are having this year, um, that wasn't it. It wasn't really. It hasn't really been an issue during Lamar's tenure until this year. And I think you can kind of guess where I'm going with this with the drastic change that we made this offseason. We don't really have the vertical threat to take the de- top of the defense. No. So 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 they're able to stay. They're able to use a single high safety, and keep somebody further down, kind of the guard, Mark Andrews. Because they know we don't really have anybody that's going to go vertical on them, mm-hmm. and Lamar's accuracy hasn't really been there. I think, due in large part to the fact that, I think Hollywood Brown was just so good at tracking the ball in the air. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of one of those things Was it's kind of one of those things where this is the play. This is what Hollywood should be running. This is about where he should be. I'm just throw it there, and he'll and he'll find his way there. Just gotta hope he fucking catches the ball. Yeah, that was the big thing. Is did he catch it or not? Right, that was always the big thing with Hollywood Brown. But we had that guy who had the speed to get past every defender in the NFL, and all we had to do was just throw it up and he'd be in the vicinity to keep the defense honest. Whether he caught it or not, the defense has always had to think about that. Now, unfortunately, we don't have that. Yeah. I don't, like, and it's not that we're lacking speed. It's not that we're lacking speed whatsoever. Devin Duvernay is a very fast receiver. Tylen Wallace has some speed. Bateman can boogie. Bateman, Bateman can boogie. We I saw mean, it on
1: the slant against the, uh, against the Dolphins. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. When, when, when Bateman gets into the open field, he, he can boogie. And see, the more I think about it, as unhappy as I was that we did the signing, I think the signing of Deshaun Jackson is going to be a lot more advantageous than we think. He because, at least going to take the, de- the top off the defense. Exactly, exactly. Will Deshaun Jackson make, his, make a huge impact on the game statistically-wise? That I could not tell you that man finds a finds a way to
1: get open downfield. He'll give us one game where he has like a 75-yard touchdown. Is he'll it? he'll that's he'll, that's he'll, have, it. he'll have he'll have one game where he catches two 50-yard bombs
0: and we're like okay. Like if like if you're meaning to tell me that Deshaun Jackson catches two 50-yard touchdown passes this season he could, he could have two
1: catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. That's a successful signing, in my opinion. Yeah, but then like three weeks later, he's going to have a pulled calf, and we're not going to see him for another three weeks. Well, yeah, very, very true. <laughs> or but, he has like, some back spasms, and we don't hear it. it it's, it's the same old song and dance with Deshaun Jackson.
0: But you know, it, it, we are just missing that piece of being able to t-
1: take the top off the defense. There's a lot of guys in free agency. Well, not free agency. I, I, I misspoke. A lot of guys in the trade market. That could potentially help with that.
0: There are, yeah, and and you know us playing on Thursday night. Yes, we haven't made a move yet, but I think they're kind of placing our advantage a little bit. Sure, absolutely. Because now, okay, we don't have to worry about what the te- we don't have to worry about what we're doing this week because mm-hmm. we already handled our business. Yeah, we have one game in the next twenty three days. Twenty
1: three days. Yeah. yeah, our next game is next Monday night. Then we go. Then we, on we have a bye, bye week. week. Yes, and, yeah. and
0: then we and then we play again the following Sunday against Carolina at home. Yeah.
1: We have we have one game in the next twenty three days.
0: So if the Ravens are to make a move, which I think we will, I don't know how impactful. Got till Tuesday. Yeah. Like Tuesday at four. I want to say that's a I trade deadline? I think that's a trade in line.
1: So I mean we have plenty of time to go ahead and make a move. Everything is at four o'clock in the NFL for some reason. It's, yeah. it's just such a weird time. I guess to give the West Coast time, like one o'clock West Coast time. Maybe Eastern, that seems maybe I don't know. That seems like a reasonable explanation. Maybe that.
0: that's just when everybody
2: leaves the office. Ha, huh, maybe. Um, but anyway, um, I forgot what I was saying. Trade targets.
0: Oh, I I don't know how 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 huge of a trade of a trade this could be because I mean we've all seen I mean like like if you're if you're invested in the Ravens on Twitter and everything like that you see people tweeting for, tweeting advocating for us to get Jerry Judy DJ Moore. Um, those have really been the two big guys that I've seen offensive side of the ball, at least.
1: I'd love to have both of them.
0: Yeah, I, I, w- I would love to have both of them, but in actuality, we probably won't
1: get either. Hey, we we won't get either. I'll um, be over the moon. I'll probably break a window if we get one of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'll I'll be very very happy if we do. I think, if anything, I think you know a more realistic uh, target for us is probably going to be like Denzel Mims. Yeah. Probably like Elijah Elijah Moore. Curtis Samuel, maybe. I think we could get. Uh, I don't know about Curtis Samuel. Maybe Terrace Marshall. I think we could get Curtis Samuel for the right price. Um, I mean, like if if Curtis Samuel wasn't produ- wasn't producing the way he is in Washington, I think it'd be a little bit more feasible. But I think, um, you know, Terrace Marshall from Carolina, I think that I think that could be a, a guy that we could we could snag from him,
1: um. I'd, i dude. If we traded for Denzel Mims, I'd give up a six round pick for Denzel Mims today, right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Denzel Mims has the, has the size, he has the speed, he can catch the ball really
1: well. I mean, even another guy like Brandon Cooks, we'd have to, we'd have to give up too much. For yeah, him. yeah. The Texans are in full rebuild mode. Yeah. So they're trying to they're trying to stock up as much as they possibly can. But then again, you know, if if like for Brandon Cooks, the the asking
0: price is probably like a second round pick. But you know, if the Ravens come to you and say, okay, we'll give you a third and a fifth. We give you two picks in this year's draft. One a high pick, and then a fifth. You can find you can you can find really good talent in.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. I've I've literally rebuilt the Texans on added. It's not very hard. It's not very hard. I did it. I. It took me two seasons to win a Super Bowl. I mean, even another guy like
0: a, a dude who I legitimately think we will target in this upcoming off season once he is done with his suspension, Calvin Ridley is. I I I genuinely think is going to be a name that is. Going to that the Ravens are going to be involved in for trying to get to come to come to Baltimore say hey look you had you dealt with what you dealt with last season now you had to deal with the mistakes you made come back prove you're still the guy let's go be Lamar be
1: Lamar's guy yeah be Lamar's guy on the outside okay there's still some guys in free agency that that kind of uh. Entice me a little bit. Of course, there's the OBJ. Uh, OBJ is out there. Of course, that's yeah. always going to be enticing. Just knowing what he can bring to the table um, is always enticing. One guy I think is a little slept on that's, that's still out there. Dude, Will Fuller's still out there. He's a little slept on. That dude, that dude can burn, too. Yeah, the only thing with Will Fuller is, is that he's so injury-prone He is always injury-prone, but, I mean, so is Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I don't know what the difference is between him and Deshaun Jackson other than... At this point now, Deshaun Jackson's 34. Will Fuller's not. Yeah. That's... Oh, wow. Two minutes ago, Anthony Davis will be out tonight against the Timberwolves. Lower back tightness.
0: He hurt himself while he dunked the ball last night. Did he really? He was hanging on the rim and hurt his back. We want to talk about injury-prone. Yeah, but but yeah, that's 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 not what we're talking about. But here you know, nor there. But you know, uh, like I said, the big the big problem for the Ravens is that we don't have the vertical threat downfield. The running game is still there. Clearly, we averaged seven fucking yards a carry last night. And yeah. and you know it's 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 not even really the defense because we because they have. I mean, Leonard Fournette is a crazy good running back. I have a lot of respect for Leonard Fournette. Yeah, but he's hard to tackle. He's very hard to tackle. We held that we held that offense, that running game, in check for two hundred for two point nine yards a carry.
1: Yeah, but did they even try to run the ball that much?
0: Well, I mean, eventually they
1: couldn't because we jumped on them in the second half. I mean, Leonard Fournette only had nine carries for twenty four yards. Sean White had four carries for nineteen yards. Brady and Julio Jones both had a carry apiece, for one yard combined.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I mean. the I mean even even with passing the ball. I mean Tom Brady went 26 of 44. Yeah. He threw six more passing attempts than Lamar did and completed one less pass.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of it was at the end of the game. They were down, they were trying to drive, get back into the game. They were down by 11 with like 2 minutes left. Right. Um which is a lot of where his yards came from, too.
0: Yeah, so I mean like 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 the problem with this team, it's not the defense. I know you have your opinion on Marcus Peters and, like, what's
1: going on with him and everything like that. He's just just getting a lot of stupid penalties, a lot of holdings, a lot of pass interferences, and I get it. He's an aggressive corner. You you made your point earlier, and and, and I don't disagree. Like, he's an aggressive corner, and you kind of... You got to take the good with the bad. You got to exactly. take the bad with the good. You got to take. You know, it is what it is. I mean, when
0: when when Marcus Peters is out there and he's and he's intercepting passes and he's really making a big difference in the game. I mean, shit. Even when he played Cincinnati, even when we played Cincinnati, the defense, the difference he was he made on the game. Yeah. You know, it's 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 felt throughout the stadium just with just with the energy that he brings. Mm-hmm. But, again, with, like you said with his
1: aggressiveness? You got to take the good. You got to take the good and the bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to have it both ways. It can't just be all good. It can't just be all bad. It it definitely does go both ways. Um, so, but my thing is, is he's he's very uh very penalty prone. Um, he's not the best tackler. Um, he for some reason refuses to wrap people up. I don't know what it is. He thinks he's built like Marlon Humphrey and can lay people out. It's like, well, but this is this is this has <laughs> never been Marcus Peterson. that's a thing. No, know? no, no, no. I I I know. Like I'm I'm judging him. I'd say fairly, I don't think it's unfair because it's who he's been the entire time in the league. The problem now also is, is that he's coming back from a devastating injury from last season. Yeah, NCL. Yeah,
0: I think what teams are doing is they're because see, this is the thing. Right now, you have one corner on one side of the field who has the third lowest QBR throwing against him in, in the league.
2: And then you have another guy who's, pretty, who's been pretty inconsistent. Coming off an injury, penalty prone, but has the best probably has the best ball skills out of out of any corner in the NFL. Top five.
1: I'd give him top five. I don't know. I'd 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 have to give it to uh, Trayvon Diggs right now just because of the relevancy of it all. I think he's he's doing it right now. Well, okay. Also, Madden is really high on Trayvon Diggs. I tor- you can't throw his way. I torch his dumbass every time I play him. Now, dude, every time I throw his way on Madden, it just it, it it's an interception. It helps when you have Jamar Chase and uh, DK Metcalf, Brandon Cooks, and I didn't think that was that bad. But yeah, Trayvon Diggs clamps the hell out of Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. And I can't throw his way at all. I des- anytime I do, he'll jump the route. I des- it doesn't matter. I destroy him now. If I try throwing it over the top, he gets this weird speed burst and he like picks. I'm like, dude, what? You got to be kidding me. Throw it underneath. Yep, he's jumping the route. Doesn't yeah. matter. I'm like, dude, I can't throw against this guy. Him and Jalen Ramsey both. I, I, I crush them. Madden loves Trayvon Diggs and
0: Jair Alexander. I crush them all in Madden. Oh, I'm, I'm happy for you. Anyway, um, but going back to my point, you know, which guy would you rather throw against? The guy who's the guy who has the third
1: lowest QBR. Or the guy who you think you can get a, it, like at worst a DPI out of. Oh yeah, I'm throwing at Marcus Peters as well. I mean, it's the same thing. I have like Cincinnati from last year. You can throw at Sauce Gardner. You could throw at Kobe Bryant. Who are you going to throw at? Yeah. You're going to throw at Kobe Bryant. but And that's why I personally liked, I personally liked Kobe Bryant over Sauce Gardner because Kobe Bryant was battle-tested. Sauce Gardner was just that good that he didn't really get thrown at. Kobe Bryant just caught the short end of the stick and had to give up all the stats because he would get thrown at 15, 20 times a game. And now Sauce Gardner is proving why he is that guy. Yeah, I can't even be mad at him. He's backing up his talk. Talk, yeah. talk your shit if you can back it up. I'm all about it. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's, talk, he's talk it. He's... He's legit. Yeah, talk your shit if you can back it up, and I'm all about it. You
0: know, I mean, another problem, another problem with the Ravens last night. Um, you know, they gave up. I mean, this is really the one big blemish I think on the Ravens. They gave up too many penalty yards, 101 yards from penalties. Yeah, but then again, that comes like like you just said, when when you have a guy who's getting who's committed defensive pass interference calls, whether they're good calls, whether they're not. You have a guy who's getting called for, uh, roughing the passer, whether it's good, whether it's not. 15,
1: 20 yards at a time, they add up. Brandon Stevens got called on one, too. I mean, don't give me... It, okay, it was DPI, but, like, also, the ball was very, very underthrown. Scotty Miller was trying to stop and come back to the ball. Brandon Stevens was turning around to try to find it, and his hand met Scotty Miller's face mask. That's DPI. Yeah. But the ball is underthrown. It, I mean, to some degree, you gotta... I feel like they should have to take that into account. It's like, okay, well, the ball is five yards underthrown and the wide receiver just stops. Right. What do you like what are you supposed to do as a DB? You can't do anything about that. Right. Like at that point that's not the DB's fault. No. Like I feel like it, we got like the NFL has to revisit that. And yeah. be like, "Okay, judgment call. How far was that ball underthrown? Is it a bad throw by the quarterback or is it actually DPI?" Right. Make make a judgment call. Right. Leave it up to New York. I don't even care. Let New York pick it. Take, take it out of the ref's hands if if the refs don't want that responsibility. Make New York make the call. Right. They, you know they're talking to the ref throughout the game. Oh, of course. Let New York make it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, all, all in all, the Ravens have to win. They're sitting at 5-3. and three. Regardless of how the rest of the week ends up playing out, they're still number one in the division. Yep. Heading into a Monday night game against the New Orleans Saints, who are a bottom 10 team in the league right now. Yep. The only reason why they're not picking in the first round this year is because they traded their first round pick to Philly. Philly. For who? Uh, It was part of the Olave trade last year. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, wait a minute, who? Yeah, they swapped firsts where they gave up a first. Because Philly Philly had three first round picks. I think they gave up that first for this first that they have this
2: year. I think so. However it played out. Regardless. But... Again. Ravens Flock,
0: it's okay. Let's fly. Let's fly. Let's fly. Uh, you know, we're f- <laughs> we're 5 and
1: 3. The schedule coming up looks pretty favorable for us, especially the next two games. Dude, it's the whole season. We don't play another team with a winning record until we play the Bengals at again, the last yeah. game of the season. Yeah, I
0: mean, I mean I mean here I mean coming up for coming up with the Ravens right now at this point, again we have New Orleans on on the 7th. Um by week. The bye week. We don't play Carolina until the until the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Then we then we go to Jacksonville. We get Denver at home. We get we we have our we have our good buddy Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time in in December and when we're in Pittsburgh. Then we go to Cleveland. We get Atlanta at home, which Atlanta has a winning record right now. Also Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yep. I will be at that game, which I'm excited for. Then we get the Steelers at, then we get the Steelers on New Year's Day, and then we finish up with the Bengals again.
1: No, I think the Falcons are three and four. I think they have a winning record, dude. No, they're three and four, and the Panthers are two and five. But the winner of the right. Falcons and Panthers, three and four,
0: yeah, they'll, they'll end up having, they'll end up holding the number one seed in their
1: division right now. Well, even if the Panthers win, they'll end up as the number 1 seed cuz they beat in Tampa Bay and at that point they would have beaten the Atlanta. Falcons so they would hold the they would hold the tiebreaker. Correct. And 3 and 5 would be the winner of the or be the leader in that division. And they beat New Orleans and they beat New Orleans. So they'd
0: be 3 and 0 in the division. That's the worst division in football. Not close. And it's not even close. Yep. Yep, you have. I mean, you have three teams that are under 500. Of course, of course, it's, uh, all four, all four of them are. F- all four teams, excuse me, all four teams are under 500. I thought, I thought for a little while though, though it was going to be the AFC South, but Indianapolis is starting to get getting, getting it figured out. Tennessee's, they're running into their own problems over <sighs> there in Indy. Well, yes, they are, but you know, they're 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 trusting in the young quarterback. So so Indianapolis made pretty big news here this this past week. Tuesday, Wednesday, when whatever it was, Tuesday, or earlier or, in the week, early in the week, they announced that they're going to move off of Matt Ryan as the starter in favor of the rookie out of Texas, Sam Ellinger. You think they tried to move Matt Ryan? No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Because for for two reasons. Number one, I think they I think they respect Matt Ryan as a person too much. He's handled it with grace. Yes, he has. I mean, Matt Ryan's a professional now at this point. He is. Um. So I think it would be very unwise for them to move off of Matt Ryan in favor of, regardless of what they decide to do, if they, if they move off of him in favor of keeping Sam Ellinger, I think that's foolish because even if Matt Ryan's not producing, the mental aspect of the game is still there for him. So he'd be, he'd be a very good crutch for Sam Ellinger to lean on. Great mentor. Exactly. Um and plus his cap is too high, so no, that's fair. Yeah, and there's no there's no quarterback needy team who's going to trade for Matt Ryan midseason.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I guess there's there's no there's no like competitor that's like, hey, this guy makes us better. Mm-mm. But yeah, you know it's 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 really not even close. And
0: honestly, a, uh, another division that was considered to be the best in the NFL NFC West.
1: Yeah, they're not looking great. I you mean, you have one Seattle.
0: Team, one team that's above 500, everybody else is 500 or below. Seattle's leading the division at 4 and 3. But you know, what? I mean, Seattle's 4 and 3. Arizona's currently in last place at 3 and
1: 4. Right. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of uh disparity there. Like, right. they're they're close. Right. And I mean, let's just be honest. I think I think Seattle's just kind of catching the league by storm. Like like Geno Smith literally went from bust to back up to star Like he he is a star in the NFL today.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now. I don't know if he continues that for the end of the season, but the way that dude's playing right now, he's going to win comeback player of the year. Uh I yeah, I I would I would say I would say it's pretty fair. Um Like he went from a, being a bust with the Jets to being a backup on the Jets. To be in a backup on Seattle. But
0: being a second-round pick, could you really? do you really consider that a bust?
1: I think it's a bust. He was Damn. supposed to be their guy. Okay. I just didn't know. I was just curious. I think it was, he was one of the best quarterbacks in his draft. He if was. Not the, if not the guy. I think he was supposed to be, but the Bills had other plans. Yeah. Because it took E.J. manual. Yeah. I mean like I think he we was all see how that worked out. Yeah, right. clearly that play paid off well. It actually did. I mean it, it eventually led them to Josh Allen, so I don't know if we can really Yeah falter too much. Um But
2: you know on the so now on the flip side, um to to the game last night, Tampa Bay.
1: What's going on with that, man?
2: Not that I give a rat's
0: ass because, you know, F them, but.
1: Yeah. I think Tampa Bay is in a little bit of trouble, man. I think they're they're spiraling. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with injuries. Uh, It doesn't help that they lose Shaq Barrett for the season last night with a torn Achilles. That definitely doesn't help the program at all. Um, But they have a makeshift interior offensive line. Um I think their tackles are the only returning members of the offensive line from last season. Um they lost uh Ryan Jensen for the season to an injury. Um Ali Marpet retired. Um and then some uh, somebody else uh I think left. Alex Kappa? Yep. He Kappa. went he went he went to the Bengals. Um so their their interior offensive line's a little makeshift. Uh they got they brought in Shaq Mason from the Patriots um who Tom Brady's familiar with um from his times from his time in New England. Um but it's a little bit makeshift there. Like I said, 2 thirds of their secondary was out last night. Wide receivers have been uh riddled with injuries. Um Tom Brady's been going through a lot of personal stuff in the media like we kind of briefly touched on earlier him and uh, Giselle have been divorced um officially like the paperwork has officially been filed yeah um I don't know man I think the Bucks are in trouble I think uh I, I don't know man I, I I know Tom Brady's done at the end of the season um but th- I think this is going to be a pretty piss poor way for him to go out of the league I, th- I really genuinely think the Buccaneers end up below 500 yeah, finished the season below 500. I just don't see them turning this around. Uh, with Todd Bowles taking over the team, you you pivot from Bruce Arians, who's a very smart um, offensive guy who knows how to put together a passing game. You go to Todd Bowles, who's a defensive guy who we've seen. De- defensive coaches in this league don't tend to do very well right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very offensive driven league, especially with the way the rules have uh, shifted. It's very offensive driven. So, and Todd Bowles is still calling the, def- the defensive plays. So, now, now his focus from being a head coach is now focused on calling the defensive plays. So, now he's kind of splitting himself. And I think, I mean, I don't know, man. The defense who started out really hot, who was supposed to be, they, I mean, they were the best defense in the NFL for the first couple weeks. They fizzled out. That offense is only averaging like 17 points a game. Might be a little bit higher now they scored twenty two, so they might be averaging like eighteen points a game. Yeah, um, nothing like it's nothing crazy. Eighteen points a game as an offense with like that, that's not winning football. That yeah. that's not going to win football games in the NFL, no matter how good your defense is.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I, I do think that that Tampa Bay is in trouble. Um, I think, I think Tom Brady's mentally checked out. I don't blame him, um uh, but th- I mean, I mean, then again, at the same time, I mean. You know, he's he's dealing with what he's dealing with. You know, he's he's literally going through a divorce right now. Right. In the middle of the NFL season. Then again, it
1: is something that he brought on himself. Yeah, it's it's rumored to be because he came back to football, which if that's the case, then I kinda wanna say it. Shame on you, Tom.
0: Yeah, I mean like I don't like if if that is the reason, of course that's all that's all speculation. It, yeah, I don't it, know, I'm not in there. But if that if that is the reason for real, shame on you.
1: Like you really put football above your family right, but we're we're also basing this off the of speculation that it was because he returned to football. We don't know we weren't in that room correct,
0: um, but yeah, I think they are in trouble um you know the the offense has the offense has too many pieces on the team in order for them to
2: be um this abysmal for them to be this abysmal, yeah, um. I
1: think nine and eight is their ceiling right now. Do you? I, I mean, I would agree. I mean, they're three and five right now. So who comes? Who comes
2: out of that division? Atlanta. It's not gonna be New Orleans. It might still be them at nine and eight. Think.
1: It might. It might still be them at nine and eight. You think they'll do just enough? I think they I yeah, I think they probably do just enough. Let me see. What's what's their schedule look like? I know they have to go play in Germany, but like who do they play at the end of the season? Okay, so last two games of the season home against the Panthers and then at the Falcons. That last game against the Falcons I might decide the division. Yeah. Marcus Mariota and 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 them dogs down there in Atlanta playing some pretty gritty football. It's really been the running game out of
0: with with Atlanta though. They're running the ball at a very very high and effective rate.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, the Bucks might still pull it out as, as the uh, division winner down there, but I think that's cut and paste, wash your hands, worst division of football. And I think the Bucks are in trouble, man.
2: I, I genuinely think it. Okay, so let me ask you this now. Who's in more of a trouble? Tampa Bay or Green Bay? Green Bay.
1: Okay. And my reasoning is We all know Tom's leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. And they have some contingency plans. They have Blaine Gabbert who could be a, a bridge quarterback. They have Kyle Trask too, who's who's they, been, who's been a development project, I think. They have Kyle Trask who was a uh, yeah, he was a bit of a project coming out of Florida, but now he sat behind Tom Brady for 2 years. Yeah. It's a good guy to sit behind. You got Blaine Gabbert on the bench with you, who's also an experienced vet. And it also helps that your offensive coordinator is Byron Lefwich. Also helps that your head coach or your offensive coordinator is Byron Leftwich. You also yeah. have Bruce Arians in the building. Yeah, you would also have the likes. You also have the likes of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Now you have Julio Jones that you get to throw to on a regular basis. Not next year. Well, yeah, not next year. But you know, in practice, you know, he's he's gotten to throw he's gotten to throw some balls with those dudes, yeah. and um. You know, he he gets to learn how they play the position at a high... And, I mean, all three of those dudes play the wide receiver position at a very high level. Mike Evans more than the other two. Chris Godwin right now more than Julio Jones. But, dude, what was it, eight years ago? Julio Jones, best receiver in football. Him yeah. and Antonio Brown were going toe-to-toe on best receiver in football. Yeah. Um, And it was just depending on what you wanted to do with your offense. So, I think the Bucks are in a better place in the future than what the Packers are because the Packers have no idea on whether Aaron Rodgers is cutting ties at the end of the season he's calling it quits he's like yeah you know what fucking I'm out I've heard I've, I've heard both well he's always he's always like hinting at it in the me- in the media right like he's always he's always toying with people yeah and then I mean it's to the point now where Aaron Rodgers is like on I believe it was on Pat McAfee's show he literally said yeah we got to start cutting rep- people's reps We can't have people out here making all these mistakes. We got to get the right guys on the field, and that includes cutting reps for some people. Now he's passive aggressively calling out teammates on his friend's show and his head coach. Yeah. That's a passive aggressive shot at LaFleur and his wide receivers.
2: I mean, but, you know, then
0: again, I mean, you know, I can't really blame him for the mindset that he's in because they really haven't done a whole lot to help him
1: on the offensive side of the ball. He hasn't done a whole lot to help himself this year, though. Like, you know that you have Romeo Dobbs coming in from Nevada or wherever he went to school at. You know you have Christian Watson coming in from a uh, FCS school, from a run-dominant offense. What do you do? You go take drugs and have a mind-cleansing trip instead of working out with them in the offseason and trying to build some sort of chemistry and rapport. You can't. Long-distance relationships don't work too often. And that's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to have a long distance relationship work. And then he and then he compares them to Devontae Adams. They're not Devontae Adams. Nobody else is Devontae Adams.
0: Yeah, I mean, like like I, I, I get what you're saying, but I mean then again, you know, the whole thing is, wouldn't you think if you're if if you're a Green Bay, you're gonna do everything you can to keep your guy happy.
1: I agree because what, over the past 10 years, they've had 10 first round draft picks, whatever it is, maybe even more. They've drafted one offensive player in the first round Jordan Love, yeah, which was supposed to be his replacement. I get it. I understand why he's upset about it. But I mean, they're also loading up the defense, trying to get him help on that side of the ball, too. But then again, like Aaron Rodgers
0: can do nothing about the defense. Yeah, he
1: has no. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah,
0: he like he has he has absolutely nothing to do with the defense. His whole thing is okay. This is my offense. I like he 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 can really do anything he anything he wants with the ball in his
1: hands. Yeah, he he can put the ball anywhere. He's probably the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen. But even he's missing throws right now. Like all the blame isn't going on Romeo Dobbs and going on Christian Watson. No, at the end of the day, all the blame is going on him because it's Aaron Rodgers. He is the Green
0: Bay Packers. He just won two consecutive MVPs of the league. He is the, ba- he is the two-time defending MVP of the league. Right. All the blame is going on him. Justifiably so. I'm not saying that it shouldn't. But, end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is getting up there in age. They should know he's not going to be able to do this for a while. Jordan Love, I'll say it now, is not your answer at quarterback. He's clearly a bust. Jordan Love was is, is Jordan Love was always regarded as a development project coming out of Utah State, which is why it was so shocking they took him in the first round. Right the whole the whole thing is like okay Jordan Love. If if somebody molds him correctly, people said this. If people mold him correctly, he will be Patrick Mahomes. That's what people said. Nobody will be Patrick Mahomes. Correct. But but they but they said that if, if he's molded correctly the way he the way he can throw the ball, the accuracy he had when he was on point, his arm strength, it was all very Mahomes esque the way it, his size and his mobility, very Mahomes esque yeah but the but he but he's never had somebody to actually sit down and teach him the game from the quarterback perspective. He's always relied on the fact that I'm just I'm better than everyone mm-. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. It's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes Texas Tech. So it's, not, it's it happens in college all the fucking time. It happened with Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray still does it.
2: Ky- Kyler, Murray, Kyler Murray still does that shit. Um. But it's clearly not working. Even, yes. even, even with Aaron Rodgers being there. Even with Matt LaFleur being there.
0: Jordan Love's not, the, not, not, your, not your answer there. So your whole, the whole thing is, wouldn't you think you want to do as much as you can now for Aaron Rodgers to try and get you one more Super Bowl? Because once he's done,
1: so are they. It, it, it's one of those weird positions. Right? Like you could, you, could, you could go all in on Aaron Rodgers right now and potentially get him a Super Bowl this year, if not next year. Right, like you could you could go all in, you could you could make it happen. Or you could set yourself up for the future knowing that he's getting ready to skedaddle. So I, I think the the Packers did it to themselves, but they find them, themselves in this weird place of they're kind of in limbo. Do do we sell out now to win or do we wait to rebuild? What do we do? I don't know, which is why I think the Bucks are in better shape than the Packers.
0: No, I like like I, I definitely agree with you in that aspect. I definitely think the Bucks are in better are in a better situation because they've managed to lock
2: up their players a little bit more long term. The Packers, there's so much uncertainty because you, I mean, you
0: have a, you have a timeshare of running backs who neither of them are incredibly productive right now at this point. Between AJ Dillon and um, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, thank you. Um, neither of them are being incredibly productive. Your quarterback is not getting the ball to your wide receivers. He doesn't. He doesn't. He he's not showing trust in them. He's. I mean, he's probably he's one of the most gifted quarterbacks that have ever played the game. Wouldn't you think he'd be able to say, "Okay, I can throw this fucking guy open." He doesn't have to get open. I'll throw him open. I've seen Aaron Rodgers do it before. I've seen Aaron Rodgers do it plenty of times. He did it
1: countless times with Devontae Adams, where and, he would
0: throw Devontae Adams open. Exactly, and he's not doing it right now with, with the guys that he has. So once he's gone, Jordan Love damn sure ain't going to fucking do it. No. The, they're, they're not going to be bad enough to get one of the guys at the, end, at the top end of the, dra- at the draft to be able to say, okay, look, let's just go get this guy hit the reset button and they'll be able to throw this guy open eventually. They don't have that luxury. Nope. Yes, that team is bad, but they're not that
1: bad. Unless Aaron Rodgers retires this offseason, Jordan Love is their quarterback next season, they're not going to be very good then.
0: Unless they just absolutely... Maybe they get Caleb Williams. Unless they just absolutely
2: mail it in and just say, fuck it, and go for Caleb Williams. In the 2024 draft. Go
0: for fucking Quinn Ewers.
2: There's options. Um
0: You know, so I mean I mean they, they do have options as far as that goes, or they say, okay, well, let's take a flyer on some guy.
2: Let's draft someone like Hendon Hooker. Let's take um Spencer Radler, uh DJ um fucking we um um
0: something or another
1: do we younger lele or something like that yeah
2: from
0: from clemson let's go ahead and just take a flyer on that guy put him again like make him compete against jordan love bring in a vet let them all compete to see what fucking happens um yeah packers are in trouble dude
1: yeah I, th- I think the packers are are in significant trouble over there in uh in wisconsin and i don't see it going well for many times soon we were high on the vikings going into the season uh, they've only proven us right in those regards. I said they were going to win the division. Yeah, you and I both said they could potentially end up being the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, I think right now they're sitting at two, uh, behind the Eagles. Yeah. Um, they would be. I think they would be number four. Who the Vikings?
0: Yeah. If if they just if they if they did one two three four strictly based off of standings, I think they would be behind Dallas and the Giants. But since they're since, since Dallas and the Giants are in the same division as the Eagles, they automatically get bumped down to 5-6. and six.
1: You think so?
2: I think, I think that's how it goes. Let's see. Um, I'm pulling it up now.
1: Um, let's go to standings. Let's go to conference. Let's go down. Uh, Minnesota would be third. Behind. Uh, Philly and the Giants. Dallas is
2: 5-2. They lost to the Eagles. Well. And the box. The Giants couldn't be number three. Oh, the Giants
0: are two. Well, the Giants could be number two. The Giants would be number, well, yeah. The Giants would be number four. So, so okay.
1: So, so Minnesota would have the second seed in the NFC right now. Yep, they would have. They would have the top seed. Um, that would play in the first round of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they would end up playing whoever ends up getting. Because right, because right now the West and the South
1: are about to are about the crash shoot to see who wins that. Right now, they would host the Rams in the first round. Yeah. It's not a great matchup if you're if you're Minnesota. You're not you're not super thrilled. That's your first round matchup. I'm also
0: I, I, I wouldn't be super worried about that in all honesty. Hey, the Rams are pretty bad too.
1: Yeah, yeah the the Rams aren't are, the Rams are not playing very good at all. Well, speaking of teams not playing well, how did we do on our schedule predictions last week? Because we the week before did, we shit the bed. Yeah, so we shit the bed the week before week six. We went six
0: for we had six right eight wrong. We did pretty damn bad. Um, I think that was that was for sure our first losing week. No, we were, we had a losing week in week four. We went six and four. Six and ten, sorry. I was about to say what? Six and ten. We've gone nine, six and one, nine and seven, nine and seven, six and ten, nine and seven, six and eight, and then week seven, we went nine to five. All right, back to our winning ways. Back to our winning ways. No longer the model of consistency. We keep getting nine wins. We only lost five games this week. <laughs> but I can tell everybody already that we have started the week 0 on 1.
1: Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Um but speaking of uh back on our winning ways, uh two consecutive weeks for your boy Um getting my money line and spread correct.
0: Yep, talk shit tip.
1: Uh so two weeks ago I took the Jets at plus seven and a half, as minus one fifteen. Vikings money line at minus one sixty five. Yeah, both those hit. Last week, Jets plus one was minus one ten, and the commanders on the upset at plus one eighty eight. Yeah, both those hit.
0: Yeah, so i start betting on them.
1: I might have to, brother. Um so this week. Uh, i'm hoping to uh, i'm hoping to stay on my ways and i am uh i'm hoping to continue to give you guys uh some 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 good bets um I got the dolphins right now playing the lions at minus three and a half is minus one fifteen odds I like that I like the dolphins minus three and a half um against the uh against the lions um that game could potentially is that be spread or money line spread Okay. Minus minus three and a half um that game could potentially be just an absolute barn burner the lions can't seem to play defense dolphins have a very explosive offense but the lions have a very explosive offense too Mm. so i think that could end up just being an absolute barn burner i like i end up liking the dolphins at minus three and a half a little bit more than i like the lions just because i like the dolphins defense a little bit more than i like the lions defense Mm. and then i also have the raiders um going to the saints um at minus 116 for the money line okay um I think the Raiders coming off a of bye week. Maybe right the ship a little bit. Josh Jacobs is running the hell out of the ball, too. Josh Jacobs is running the hell out of the ball. Like you said, the Saints just aren't very good right now. Um, at some point, the Raiders have to get it right over there. Yeah. McDaniels is gone.
0: Yeah. Um. So, So. So. for looking at my picks here for this upcoming week, um, I am, so for, so for my money line... I'm um I'm jumping the pond. I'm taking I'm taking the Jags at um Jag I'm taking the Jags spread minus two and a half against Denver. Um the Jaguars, they're they're the only team in the NFL that has two home stadiums. That's Jacksonville, and that's in London. They play very, very well in London.
1: Yeah, for some odd reason, they really do play well over there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think at this point now, it's just, you know, Shad Khan just, you know, he knows how to, he knows how to, he knows what to tell the team in order to get ready um, to get, to get ready to play over there. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think Denver's dead in the water, especially they, especially they lose this week at two and six. Oh, Nathaniel Hackett's gone. Yeah. It, it, depending on how they lose. If they lose in a shootout, then I think he'll, like, if if the offense turns the ship, but Trevor Lawrence is just in his bag, which I'm still waiting for. I alluded to that earlier in the season, that at some point, Trevor Lawrence is going to be in his bag. And he hasn't done it yet, but at some point, it will come. So so I'm just, I'm waiting for that to come now for him. That was my wrist that just cracked. That was sick. Uh so at at some point he's going to be in his bag at some point he'll figure it out. Um I feel like this is the third time I said it. I think this is a week that he does. Um yes, that defense for Denver is is is, is they're good. They're fucking good. They're the only they're, reason they have two wins. They're really really good on the defensive side of the ball. But traveling across the pond to London, there's going to be a lot like despite what you want to say, there's going to be jet lag. You're going to be very tired. I think the, I think the Jaguars Cover
1: two and a half points. Russell Wilson doesn't get jet lag. He said it. He doesn't get jet lag. He said it in his little interview. He doesn't get jet lag. Well, you know, Russell Wilson apparently thinks he's got to skip the fucking earth. He spent like the first two hours of the flight uh, studying. The next four hours, uh, like stretching and doing... Doing high knees. Doing down. high knees in the plane. Um, and then the last two hours, he, he said he did something... And then the last hour he slept. Like the last hour of the last two hours he slept. Yeah, Russell Wilson's like the epitome of a tool. I'm telling you, dude. He became public enemy number one in like a matter of what week are we in the NFL? Eight. eight. Yeah. It took him eight weeks to be uh, enemy number one. Yeah.
0: Um, so for my, uh, for my spread, I'm um, also the... Um, hold on, I'm trying to pull up my notes again. Okay. Give me a second. All right, we'll wait. The, the Jags are sitting at minus 105. Um, for the muns, yeah. Okay, yeah. For the for the money line, uh, for for their for their spread, for the money line. Um, I'm gonna go to team going at plus one sixty. I'm going with the Lions money line this week. Oh, ah. yeah. So so we're go, we're gonna be going against each other here with this pick. Um, what else will be right? Wh- That's not true. It's not true. The uh the <laughs> Miami will win by one point. I'll rampage. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I, you know, I think, um, you know, having, having their week off or, no, they played last week, they got fucking blown out, but getting Amonra back, getting DeAndre Swift back, you know, I think that's going to, I think that's going to do, uh, Detroit a lot of good, um, and I don't know, like, I, I, I still have my reserves about the Dolphins now at this point with the whole Tua injury. Um, I don't know if he's still 100% back yet or not, they say he is, but like, Maybe in the back of his mind, everything's still like lingering. You know what I'm saying?
1: Concussions are so weird. So the therapist that I work with, um, she is concussion certified, and I've I've seen like concussions be treated before, um, and they're so weird because all about concussion treatment is literally get your heart rate up, and then monitor your symptoms. So it's 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 something as simple as literally like walking on the treadmill, get yeah. your heart rate up. Maybe it's jogging on the treadmill. Get your heart rate up. And then do you have a headache and any dizziness because of it? Yeah. And then it's like some like vestibular work, like your eyes and like your vestibular system in, in your inner ear and everything like that. Like eye movement tracking things. It, it, it's, a, it's a really weird thing. It's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. It's so cool. Um, but everybody kind of bounces back at their own rate. There's no, there's no like, hey, you got a concussion. You're going to be back in two weeks. Because that's how long it takes for a concussion to heal. Now everybody's different. Yeah. Um, and his was bad. So, like, who really knows? It, it could be lingering. Yeah. We're, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor on that wall, though. So, they also had to get new doctors in there.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, I think um, I think the Lions are going to pull off up the upset this week. Um, I wouldn't really take my picks with a grain of salt too much because I really haven't gotten mine right a lot. Um, I've been wrong pretty consistently. But you know what I'm trying. You're trying, and that's all we can ask. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying. I'm doing what I can. So you're doing your best, man. I d- yeah, I, yeah, I try, man. So you know, I'm just out here, um, you know, just a couple guys being dudes, trying my thing.
1: Just a couple guys being dudes. Uh huh. Five feet apart.
2: I don't know what that means for sure. It's a, it's a Vine thing. What's Vine? What's Vine? Sure
1: Oh <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. Um. Let's bounce over to the college football. Let's talk about uh their shenanigans real quick. Um we got uh we got Tennessee versus Kentucky this week. That's probably the biggest game um on the docket. Ohio state's at Penn State too. I mean that's a pretty big game too versus thirteen. It's mm-hmm. always good. Um Oklahoma State and Kansas State are playing
0: against each other. Um those are all the top twenty five matchups that we do have this week. Um Former OU quarterback Spencer Rattler is taking on, is leading number 25 South Carolina against Missouri. Uh, number 20 Cincinnati and UCF are playing. Illinois is going to be traveling to Lincoln to go play Nebraska. You got Notre Dame versus Syracuse. Number 15 Ole Mess versus um, Texas A&M. Uh,
2: TCU is going to Morgantown two weeks before we do. Two? Or three? Hold on. Uh, two, TCU's is TCU's going to be uh, getting Morgantown warmed up for us against
0: West Virginia. Um, then you also have Michigan and Michigan State going against each other, and then uh, Florida versus Georgia. So, so a couple of a uh, couple of big matchups here coming up this weekend. Um, what is the game that you think you're most
1: looking forward to? Probably Tennessee versus Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Levis versus Hendon Hooker. Um, I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be in the uh probably the best game. Um I think it has a lot of uh a lot of implications as well on the SEC championship and the college football playoffs because of that. Uh because of Tennessee. Not not so much Kentucky. Kentucky's kinda of, yeah, they've got two losses and two losses in college football, you're kind of out of it. Yeah. Um like realistically you get one. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you get. You get one. Um so I think this has uh, some pretty big implications, especially with Ole Miss losing last week to LSU, who I know you're very, very high on. You you made a case for them being one of the best teams, um, being a top twenty five team in college football outside of you know them not being a top twenty five ranked team. I didn't disagree that they were that. I, didn't, I wasn't saying they were a bad team. I was just saying they're not ranked, and that and that does matter in the eyes of the college football. But um, so that's. Uh, that's Alabama's division now. I mm-hmm. think um, with Alabama losing to um, Tennessee to Tennessee versus Ole Miss losing to unranked LSU, even though we know LSU is a pretty good football team. So Alabama's going to make it for their side of the SEC. So Tennessee has got to win- keep winning to stay alive. Um, for their game against Georgia to potentially play in the SEC championship to potentially play in the college football playoffs. You know, I mean,
0: in the SEC West, you know, it, it is it is pretty top-loaded. Alabama, LSU, and Ole Miss, they all only have one loss in conference play. Yeah. So El- Alabama and LSU I don't think have played yet, and I don't think Al- Alabama hasn't played Ole Miss but LSU has played Ole Miss, so I mean, I mean, there is a re- very realistic possibility that LSU or Ole Miss do represent the a- the SEC West, because um, I mean, you know, LSU could could lose to Mississippi State, A and M, or
1: Kansas, Alabama Auburn. plays LSU next weekend. Okay, so th- and then Ole Miss the following.
0: Okay, so yeah, this this is this is really the opportunity for Alabama to go ahead and have a stronghold on that SEC West. Um, to take on whoever ends up winning the marquee game of the week next week, Georgia and Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I think Tennessee has got to pull it out this week against um against Kentucky to keep keep themselves in that race. Um, I think I don't know. I think even if Tennessee loses to Kentucky this week and they beat Georgia next week, um. That would still that would still keep them that, I think they'd be okay. They would because
0: so current currently the way things sit in the SEC East, Georgia's currently sitting at number one. They're four and zero in the SEC in SEC play. Tennessee's only three and zero. Yeah. So um but sitting right behind them in third place, South Carolina sitting at two and two. So as long as Georgia and Tennessee both don't lose two games, then they're gonna be in good shape.
1: How's Spencer Rattler doing over there? I'm curious. Completing sixty-three percent of his passes for one thousand four hundred sixty-six yards, five touchdowns and eight interceptions. So not good. How's he doing running the ball? Thirty-eight carries for ten yards and a touchdown. So not good.
2: Well, It
0: really look like. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, so so right now, I mean. I think Tennessee will go ahead and pull off the win against Kentucky this week. Um just because I mean their offense is just on a torrid pace right now. Yeah, that wide receiver is just I mean I mean insane. I mean I mean even outside of that I mean Tennessee Tennessee hiring jo- Josh Huppel. I mean, the improvement that he's made to the Tennessee team in itself it's is just absolutely miraculous. It's insane. I mean, when he, when he got to Tennessee, I mean, they had arguably the worst offensive line in the entire SEC. In the entire SEC. Yeah. Now, in just two short years, he's built them into actually having one of the top five offensive lines in college college football.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not just SEC, in all of college football. I mean, he's done wonders with and Hendon Hooker as far as passing the ball goes. I mean, Hendon Hooker was really known as just a running quarterback when he was at VT. Yeah, and now that he's at Tennessee, he's throwing the ball vertically, taking shots downfield. It also helps when you have the the, Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt, who's playing his way into being one of the first
1: wide receivers taken off the board this year. I was going to say, is he coming out this year? I'd have. I want to check and see
0: that. I do. I do not know of. Scroll over. He's a junior, so he could. Um, the only the only thing that's of of concern for Tennessee going into this weekend is that they are allowing the most passing yards
2: in college football. Their passing defense is ranked 130th. That's not very good. But, no, no, but, it's
0: not. But they're nobody in the nobody in the in, in all of college football is scoring more points than Tennessee is right now, and. I mean, Kentucky does have the 14th ranked defense in all of college football. Yeah. But they haven't had to play anybody to the likes of Tennessee yet. I mean, the toughest opponent they've had to play all year so far is SEC in is Ole Miss, Florida, they beat by 10. Um so I mean, they really haven't um they really haven't had to play anybody at this caliber of an offense yet this year. So this is going to be a very big test, I think, for both
2: teams. More so, a test for Tennessee, um, to see if they're able to, you know, to see if the
1: light keeps shining on them,
2: mm-hmm. or is it going to start fizzling out?
1: Yeah, and to Tennessee's credit, um, you know, Bryce Young threw for four hundred and fifty-five yards against them. When they played LSU, Jaden Daniels threw for three hundred yards against him. Um, Let's see, they, they snuck one out against Florida, where Anthony Richardson threw for 453 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's just three games right there against, you know, top teams against Alabama, LSU, Florida. That's in three consecutive weeks, too. But, you know, one thing, for, one thing about Josh
0: Huppel is, is that he was never known as a defensive coach when he was at UCF, yeah. or even now that he's at Tennessee. His whole mantra is, I, I, I run a spread offense, and you're not going to stop it. Yeah, I mean that's a thousand yards passing in three games right there. Right. So I mean, as as long as that offense keeps pace, I mean he did wonders when he, when he had Dylan Gabriel there at UCF. Yeah. I mean he made Dylan Gabriel. I mean Dylan Gabriel are, arguably was going to be a first round pick before he got hurt mm-hmm. and moved on and moved on to Oklahoma. Yeah. Now what he's doing with Hendon Hooker, he's turning him into a, a, a potential first round pick of a quarterback.
1: Yeah. His stock is climbing.
0: Yeah, de- yeah, definitely, and I mean, and and now this is only going to do wonders for, of course, the Tennessee program. You see what he's able to do. Now it's they're only going to get better and better and better. Rocky Top is back on. Is, Rocky Top is back in college football as long as Josh Huppel's there.
1: Yeah, and now the recruiting, the recruiting is going to come with it all. Um, um, I wonder where they're at as far as ranking goes Where's in one? recruiting.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that
1: out. Okay, while you do that, I say let's move over to the uh, to baseball. So we get the World Series kicking off tonight. Yep. Game one, Phillies versus the Astros. Um, Thought the Padres were going to pull it out in the NLCS. I was wrong. Yeah, me too. Uh, Philly just absolutely dominated that series.
0: Tennessee currently sits uh, as the number 12 class in the entire country.
2: It's not hateful. No. Could only get better. Oh, shit. They're getting that one quarterback out of California.
1: Yes. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but that kid Nicholas can, Lamavea? He can absolutely
0: whip a football. LaVea? Something like that. He can whip a fucking football. Yeah, he's football. the number five player in the country. Yeah. Oh, that's the kid who was wearing that, those multicolored pants and that
1: fucking... Uh, yeah, he's wearing, like, those, pants. yeah, he's wearing like pajama pants. they're 7 on 7s Yeah, he's wearing like pajama pants. Yeah, my man yeah. can my man can whip a fucking yeah. football. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. cool. Have you seen the video of the kid that's ambidextrous and can throw a football with both his left and right arm? Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, that's just insane. You can tell he's right hand dominant, but right, it's just insane. Yeah, um, so
0: t- so t- so Tennessee's going to be bringing in another, another very very good recruiting class next year. Hubble's going to have a field
1: day with him. Yeah, um, but yeah, to go over to the uh, to the MLB World Series going on right now, uh, game one, um, comes on in a. About forty minutes or so. Um, I thought it was at seven. Uh, eight ten. Eight ten. Got it. Okay. Eight ten. It's a real, real weird time, but that's baseball for you. Um, they are eight oh three. Even worse.
2: <laughs> what? I'm, 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 I'm laughing at a um,
0: I'm laughing at uh something that. So me and Steph's big thing is we watch Family Guy. Love Family Guy. Um and in one of the episodes have you ever seen the episode where peter where Peter goes to Fenway for the for the uh for that uh for the weekend as a as a Boston Red Sox player? I think so. So on the drive back home, he said the, this this is this is literally what Peter said. He said on the drive back home, the kids performed the kids perform, performed a puppet show while I was driving. I laughed so hard that I crashed into a toll booth breaking Lois' other leg the The cast kind of stinks now so I don't let her sleep in the bed, but that's just baseball. <laughs> that's, that's literally what he says at the end of the fucking episode. And I, I crack up laughing every time I fucking every time I watch him. Anyway. That's hysterical.
1: Yeah. Uh so game one in uh Houston tonight. Um who do you got in this series? What do you think him? Um,
2: you know, there I would I would love to go
0: ahead and just say, you know, I really like what the Phillies are doing.
1: We got, we got Aaron Nola versus Justin Verlander tonight. It's
0: a it's 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 a, it's a hell of, it's a hell of a matchup for game one.
1: Yeah. Um. I would love
0: to just go ahead and say that I really like what the Phillies are doing. I mean, I'm a big I'm a big Bryce Harper guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I love I love what they're doing. They're the hottest team in baseball right now. I mean, Houston. Everybody expected them to be there. So I would love to be able to say that I think the Phillies are going to say this are are, are going to win. And um, by God, I'm fucking going to.
2: There it is. Came full circle. on Yeah. It. No. No, legitimately,
0: I th- I think the Phillies are playing at another level right now. They they really believe in each other. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're they're they've been battle tested. They played the, they played the better teams throughout the entire throughout the entire duration of the playoffs. Um, I think they are going to handle business, and I think I think they're gonna. I think the win game won tonight. Okay. Um,
2: I think um, my eventual MVP of the World Series, um, go out on a limb tonight, bold prediction, uh, hitting two home runs tonight. Tonight. And really
0: setting the pace for the rest of the series, <clears throat> uh, Kosh Warber. There it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go. And, I'm gonna go ahead and take Kyle Schwarber to go ahead and be the MVP. Um, if it's not him and Houston does end up winning, it I better be Trey Mancini. But it, but I do think Philly starts off well tonight. They're sort of hot. Um, Aaron Noah, he's he's been pitching really really well all season. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against Verlander. I'm a big fan of Verlander too. Um, but I think I think Philly will get it done tonight, and I think Philly will eventually win it all.
1: Yeah, uh, Bryce Harper has been playing out of his freaking gourd this postseason. He even had a legacy moment against the Padres there. Um, I think it was bottom eight down by one. He had a two-run shot. To send them to the World Series. All all that had to happen was the pitcher had to come in the top nine and close it out. It wasn't quite a walk-off, but it was a go-ahead two-run shot. I, I mean, that's a legacy moment. With, that's huge for with, the program. With, with two outs and the bottom of the eighth. Yes, but Bryce Harper in
0: Philadelphia
1: in Philly yeah dude's hitting 419 this postseason he's crushed he's crushed the ball man his OPS is 1.351 I
0: mean I mean people really gave Bryce Harper a lot of shit when he left Washington to go play for Philly now he's really establishing himself as hey I'm still him yeah like him Mike Trout I think they're the best two players in baseball you could probably throw (laughs) a tiny in there as well but, but right now i think him him otani and mike trout they're the three
2: best players in baseball um, i don't know i kind of want to put tatis in there too right now at this point
0: there's wow. there's nobody on the planet better at baseball than price harper right now that's fair um
1: i think tonight the experience of the astros Wins this game. They've been here before. They've been here a couple times. Uh, the nerves are going to be a little bit more settled down for them. I think the nerves for the, for the Phillies probably like, holy shit, we're actually here. Yeah. It's a big stage. I've said it before. I've said it uh, many a times on here. Watching World Series baseball last year, you heard, uh, you heard that Braves uh, stadium rocking. Dude, there, there's just not an atmosphere like it. Like the Super Bowl is loud. It's great, great atmosphere. NFL playoff, home games,
0: playoff. I, I can attest. Playoff baseball is
2: different.
1: It's, a, it's just a different. It's a different animal. Houston's gonna be rocking. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a wild time down there. I think. I think the moments gonna be a little bit too big for Philly tonight. Okay. So I think they lose tonight. I think they win the series. I think this game, this series, probably goes six. Um, I think Philly ultimately wins in six. That's my that's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, I think your World Series MVP is probably going to end up being uh, Nick Castellanos. Okay, that's a guy who they really needed some
0: production out of as well. Because Nick Castellanos, he was he was their big free agent acquisition this past off season. Mm-hmm. He really got off to a rocky start. I don't know how he's been doing as of late. I can tell you what his
1: postseason numbers have been. Okay, that'll work. Uh as of right now in the postseason, Nick Castellanos is hitting two twenty. Mm-hmm. Has an on base percentage of two seventy-three. Um and his OPS is five sixty-five. Respectable. They need him to play better. Um, he's got six RBIs, uh three doubles and ten hits, ten runs scored on forty one ABs. Another uh, so another name you're gonna
0: watch it, gonna want to watch out for. He's currently second or he's currently tied for first in RBIs in all of the postseason behind his own teammate Bryce Harper. He's not hitting the ball incredibly well, but batting 182, you're bound for your numbers to improve. As um, elite,
1: as the leadoff hitter. Pretty sure he might be the okay. Castellanos? Is. No, no, no. Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins is the at I think so. I don't know. Batting first base. I don't know if he I don't know if he is
0: or not, but they really they really need Reese Hoskins to um I will tell you. Improve, improve the numbers big time, and I, I, I think he
1: will. He's hitting second. Second. Who's batting first? Schwarber. Schwarber, Hoskins. Damn. Romado, Harper, Castellanos, Alex Boehm, Uh. Stott, Bryson Stott, Gene Segura, and then uh, Brandon Marsh.
2: Kosh Warber's batting off. That's
1: what it is here. That's yes. scary. <laughs> yeah, that's petrifying. Yeah. Interesting. Brandon Marsh has a, just a glorious beard.
2: Also, shout out,
0: um, shout out Brandon Hyde. Shout out Pears. Brandon Hyde was named the American League Manager of the Year.
1: Yeah, shout out to Brandon Hyde. Who the hell thought it was a good idea not to give Jorge Mateo a gold glove at shortstop? I don't know, dude. Who thought that was a good... I got a bone to pick with you, assholes. That dude was first or second in like almost every defensive category. At shortstop, they were like, no, Bogarts, Xander, he gets it. Uh, I don't know. I, know. I know it's not up to you. I know it's not your decision. I just ha- I had to get that off my chest. I'm like, D- the dude was literally like first or second in almost every defensive category. You're like, no, Xander Bogarts, who led one category, he gets it. He's the best shortstop. Did you
0: know that the Houston Astros are currently seven of them in the playoffs?
1: <sighs> that's kind of terrifying if you're a Phillies fan right now. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you
0: they are currently in se- they're currently tied for second with the longest with, with with the longest win streak in the playoffs in playoff history what is the longest eight eight straight
1: wins in the playoffs except, except by the Royals in two thousand fourteen that was a good Royals team they played a lot of good small ball yeah that uh well, in in my eyes Houston ties that tonight
2: okay. That's, that's just me. But we got one more thing to get to. I really don't even want
1: to talk about this. We don't have to. Well, we've, we've already made it this far. Eh, okay. Well, what the hell's wrong with the Lakers? I'll just jump into it. Dive into the pool. Don't, don't dip your toes in the water. They're just, so, number
0: one, they, they just really need to get rid of... Um, no one's taking him. Also, watch what they need to. No, no one's going to take him. Well, I understand that. I wouldn't want him on my team. The, but they 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 really need, he's he's really what the issue is. Russell Westbrook is really really the big issue of the team because he looks disinterested. He's not being he's not engaged with the rest of the team. They just need to, they need
1: to move off of him. His toxicity in that locker room is what is holding that team back from being like happy. Like LeBron's a, LeBron's a pretty happy player the majority of the time. Yeah, my man's just having fun on the sidelines the majority of the time. This
2: season's not one of them. Now, um, do you think this ruins
1: LeBron's, LeBron and uh, Russell's friendship? I think it already has. You think it already has?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, the Lakers they went all in in order to win, a, in order to win a championship early with LeBron. Mission accomplished.
1: Got it. You got it, Chuck. You got Anthony Davis. You won a chip.
0: You got Anthony Davis. You won a championship. Mission accomplished. Everything is right. You did what you set out to do. But now they're attempting to re-replicate what they did with that team and it's not it's not working.
1: I would trade Russell Westbrook right now for the rights to a Blockbuster store. You're an idiot. Blockbuster is out of business. I'm well aware. <laughs> I would trade Russell Westbrook right now for the rights a blockbuster i have a trade russell Russell westbrook for circuit city for circuit city uh stock. i we're gonna we're gonna have a little nostalgia factor here i trade russell westbrook right now for a printer (laughs) shout out kyle korver Korver. tj TJ brought that up last night and it's just been (laughs) on my mind since and it's so funny that kyle korver was legitimately traded for a printer i'd trade russell westbrook right now for a printer it doesn't even have to have a scan, uh, like like component to it. It can literally just be a printer. I would trade. I would trade Russell Westbrook for the last
2: Choco Taco in existence. Oh man, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, on, on on a serious note, the Lakers are not shooting the three are not shooting the three point very very well at all. They
1: don't have anybody that can. They don't have anybody that can really shoot shoot the three legitimately. LeBron is their best volume three point shooter.
0: Yeah um and and now he's he's really going to have to shoulder a lot more of the load with Anthony Davis getting hurt last night. Uh like I said he was hanging on the rim after a dunk and hurt his back. I don't even know how you do that to be honest with you because it's Anthony Davis. He needs to drink some
1: milk or something. I don't yeah. know what is wrong with him.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Uh but it's it's not good. Um the Lakers are definitely in trouble. Um and the worst part is that their first round pick belongs to the Pelicans.
1: Yeah, they're not going to be able to rebuild for quite some time.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, really, they're going to have to have trade. They're going to have to trade everybody. In, you to sell the farm in, in order to, in order to start a rebuild. But they, I mean, they have two first
2: round picks for the remainder of the decade. Yep, that's not good. Nope. So they're going to have to do something to write the shit because because Lakers fans, it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season.
1: Yeah,
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be a very very long season. I mean, right now, I think I, I mean the I mean Lakers
2: fans hated having Kyle Kuzma. They could not stand Kyle Kuzma at all. He's 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 turning his
0: he's turned his career around in Washington. Yeah, he has. He really has. Washington actually looks like a pretty
1: damn good team this year.
0: I mean, I, I don't I don't think their pace is is sustainable. No, they're fine. they're starting off really really well. Um, I mean they're three and one. Have right, some, have some fun while it's here. Right, the, yeah, yeah. They're they're starting off really well. I'm really happy with how Washington's playing. Um, but like I said,
1: the, the, their pace is not sustainable. Mont- Monte Morris, I think, was probably the biggest move. I mean, I know that Will Barton is is averaging 11 points a game, but Monte Morris averaging nine and a half points a game, and averaging five five assists. Yeah, I mean he's just he's helping distribute the rock.
0: Yeah, and I mean you know it, it, it helps that you have three guys who you can really rely on game in and game out with Kuzma, Beal, and Porzingis. That's really a poor man's big three. You can, you can get fifteen a
1: game out of all three of them.
0: Right now they're all. I mean Porzingis has the lowest is has the lowest average among among the three of them. He's currently he's currently third, uh, in average. He's averaging six. About seventeen points a game. Beals averaging twenty point five and Kuzma's averaging twenty one.
1: Yeah, I think if you get if you get in the realm of, of sixty to sixty five points a game From from your from your best three players. From to, those three then you're, players.
0: You're really in good shape. I mean, even they're, I mean, the best part is also, you know, they're having a lot of good production off the bench as well. Uh, Ruby Hachimura and Will Barton. They haven't started the game at all this season, but they're averaging the fourth and fifth most minutes respectively
2: for the team. Fourth fifth. No.
1: Math. Do I need to look at this?
2: Will Barton
0: is averaging twenty six point eight points, which is fourth. Rui Hachimura is averaging twenty three point eight, which puts him um six. at fifth. Sixth. Sixth. Behind Monte Morris. So I mean I mean they're getting they're getting good production off the bench as well because both guys are averaging eleven point three points per game. So I mean 20, 22 points off the bench. Plus, what Daniel Gafford's given you, and what DeLon Wright's given you, um, plus they're ha- they're having a lot of guys who are starting to break out as well. Denny Abdia, he played in every single game last year for the Wizards, and he's only a guy that's getting better and better. He's starting. Yeah, yeah, Denny Abdia start- starting for us right now. The three point numbers aren't there for the Wizards because they're also missing what Corey Kispert off- offers because he's been hurt here to start the season, and they're still trying to ramp up Johnny Davis, who is who's was dealing with an injury. Um, but all in all, the Wizards are looking really, really good. Um, as a Wizards fan, I'm incredibly happy. I
2: couldn't, I couldn't ask for more. Can't wait to go to a game. I'm trying to get tickets soon. Um, so yeah,
1: should be a lot of fun, but, uh, that's all we got for you guys this weekend. Um, kind of a. A football dominant episode yeah i mean i mean i mean that that, that that's really what's going on right now yeah you know, i mean it's the hot topic Football's really a big thing for us yeah but i know we got a lot of stuff going on this weekend so we're gonna go ahead and roll on out of here hope you guys have a good weekend good holiday uh weekend be safe make good choices do not drink and drive trick-or-treat on my feet <laughs> thanks
2: guys have a good one we'll see we'll catch you next time see you guys